Support for 100 watts in a wire is provided by BioNO Power. If you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W.com. LDG Electronics provides state of the art antenna tuners for every amateur need. An LDG desktop tuner works automatically with nearly any station and up to 1,000 watts. LDG power tuners are ideal for portable and mobile use as they consume almost no current and can be powered by internal batteries that last up to a year. LDG tuners are backed by our two-year, fully transferable warranty and our legendary customer service, the best in the industry. Visit us on the web at LDGelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome, friends. Welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And it's going to be pretty hard for you not to notice that today I am wearing, I don't even know what I will I'll just get the proper terminology from my friend who's going to be joining us here today. But this was a gift, right? It was a gift. So I'm wearing it today because he's going to be on the show. And we're going to be talking about digital modes. That's right, digital modes. And uh, I can hear some of you trying to just go ahead and turn, turn it off. But I don't think you should. We're going to talk about digital modes today, which ones you enjoy using and why. So let me bring Steve in here, uh, W7UDI. And... We really realized that we were going to do a show with the digital modes, and we don't know dick about the digital modes. So this will be the shortest show ever. You'll have plenty of time to go make food and do whatever, because we know nothing. Absolutely nothing. But we do have a friend here who does, and I definitely wanted to introduce you uh, to him. And I'm going to bring him up. Here he is. It's Adam, Kilo Mike 7 November, and this is my friend. And I'm wearing this jacket in honor of him. And I'll give you a little backstory. Uh, he is active military. He's in the Air Force. And we met in about 2016, I would guess. If we had met before that, it probably was a digital uh, space. And uh, we worked the parks on the air. It was the National Parks on the Air at that time. We activated the Gateway Arch, which is a national park. At the time... Adam was in, I guess you were at, don't tell me, um, uh, Scott Air Force Base. You were stationed somewhere there. And I invited you over to just come and activate with us, right? And uh, so he came damn near froze to death, uh, Steve. This guy's from the West, okay? But I'm talking about the nice <laughs> West where it's nice and warm most of the time. Toes the may southwest. melt. The Southwest where your toes could melt in the summer, but winter is manageable and i remember he was really really cold he was cold but we had a blast and um i gotta just brag on what i know about adam at being active military still uh and when we talked before he was getting close to thinking about retirement but uh suddenly seems like he's still back in here he's still doing some stuff i know for a fact that he has done at least 500 hours of combat uh, he, to me, is a war hero. I don't know if there is such a thing as that. I know it sounds strange to say, but he's a hero to me nonetheless. 
and I want to introduce you to Steve. Steve's here. I know you've met in the digital realm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Steve, there's Adam, and you guys can now see face-to-face, which is uh, lovely. It's well, I think the best thing here is yeah. that we all share a barber. <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't have to pay much in haircuts. One. No. $20 and we're done. So, in and out. That's right. Our friends who listen, free. yeah, I just pick it. I mean, whatever the cost of a razor is, that's basically what I, uh, that's what I do. Um, our friends who listen to the podcast, you can join us Saturday mornings when we do the show live. We record it live. At this point in time, you can join into the chat. All our friends in the chat, uh, you're welcome to say hello to Adam. And people might be saying, well, hey, uh, C-Child, why? Why this Adam? Why is he here anyway? Well, Adam is going to be like the mayor of... This neighborhood in the 100 Watts and Wire community, he understands the digital modes, and if not, he's definitely got an interest in a handful of them, and Steve and I literally don't know Dick. This is one of those things where it's, you better you better call in somebody because you don't know anything. So uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit uh, as we go. Missing, of course, from our live stream today, and we got to say, uh, Scotty is not here for some reason. Mm-hmm. GB is uh, missing, tardy or late. There is some, uh, oh, late and tardy are both the same thing. Missing, I hope he's not missing. He's on APRS. We could probably pull that up and see if he's driving around. Many people feel that he's on the gummies. You know, he's got a thing. His car was stolen. They found a bunch of weed and gummies in the dashboard. Mm -hmm. And he may have uh, consumed them. We don't know this for sure, but... uh, He's he's on a gummy run. His new... uh, nickname is gb for short uh but gb is an acronym for gummy bitch so he's gummy bitch until he shows up you can call him gb if you want say it pastor joe pastor joe let me hear you say his name i think he can do it uh welcome to everybody and we we are seeing uh ben who joined us last week he said gummies so gb uh, putting out an all points bulletin for him, I also want to uh, encourage you, if you have a question, now we may not be able to answer all these questions today. We have some queued up, some that came from the form. If you have a question today in the chat, in the live chat, put a queue in front of it, front of it and uh, we'll try to pull those. Although GB is not here to do that for us today, we will try to get by without. We'll do our best. We'll do our best without Gummy Bitch. We'll okay. do our best. So we got our uh, military hero here with us, and then we subject him to that. I was concerned about wearing this jacket. I still consider it his jacket. He gave it to me, and this this, uh, morale patch over here on this side. Love all this. But what did I write you? I wrote you right away, and I was concerned about it. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. You were worried about uh, being an imposter, Uh, but absolutely not. Uh, I think uh, anyone who sees you with that is just immediately going to think you're cool. So I hope so, man. You know what I mean? Like there are some people that have been uh, wearing uniforms in like airports and pretending to be uh, service people. And like, you know, there was a whole thing about people kind of calling them out. Like, you know, you're fake. The whole stolen and, valor thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like uncool. Yeah. But he put my mind to ease because it is a super cool jacket. Super soft. And I, I imagine you got this when you were flying out here when it was colder, right? This is a cold weather type of flying jacket. It It is. And uh, what, what we always like to uh, uh, 
say when we're getting ready is you dress to egress. So if you're going to be flying anywhere where there's cold, even if it's warm when you're taking off, uh, you want to dress uh, under the assumption that you might have to jump out of that airplane at some point. So wow. <laughs> dress to egress. Yeah, I was talking to my daughter because it's kind of a, I don't know if you call it a hip, like a hipster, but it comes like right to your hip and it's short. And I was like, well, I think it's short because they're sitting in a cockpit and they won't want all this extra layers of long coat or too long. So it's a pretty condensed uh, piece. It is. Yep. Nice. Yeah, and you don't want it interfering with your uh, your parachute harness that uh, goes right around your midsection. So. Oh, yeah. see, we're learning some stuff here today, Steve. I knew we, we brought the right guy here. <laughs> Each week I put a, um, a question up. And speaking of Adam, Adam's been a moderator for 100 Watts and Wire for a really long time. He also moderates in our Discord. Luckily, we don't have, it kind of is self-policing. All the alpha hotels sort of, they disappear over time, you know, like the uh, QRM they, they might be. But uh, so he's he's been a major part of our community for a long time, keeping the peace, if you will. Oh, uh, and Steve, I, I got to say something about this. I, I want to show you behind me. I got the rig expert. You know, this is a um, a product that's made in the Ukraine. And I got an email uh, from Michael. This is going to be a little, uh, I'll just put it up here. And it comes from the maker of rig expert. And it's on your screen here, the podcast listeners, I can read through it. But it's an urgent appeal to our partners and ham radio operators because Russia and we don't, you know, I don't want to get into the politics here, but I will tell you that I'm standing with the Ukraine here and freedom of it. You don't have to uh, say anything about it at all. This is a rig expert is a ham radio uh, company based in the Ukraine. And uh, they say, quote, because Russia treacherously launched a war against the Ukrainian people. Uh, our company is promptly looking for new ways to manufacture and transport REU devices the usual methods of supply, unfortunately, are cut off. But thanks to the help and assistance of our friends from different parts of the world, including ordinary amateurs, we already see several options for organizing the work of the warehouse and deliveries in critical war conditions. The reorganization process will take some time, approximately a week, considering the following weekend uh, when there will be no ability for deliveries. We want the whole world to hear and see the tragedy of the war in Ukraine. Part of our team has already gone uh, to open front line. The rest continue to work, replenishing the budget of the motherland. We encourage you to provide information support. We need to protect the airspace over Ukraine and attract the attention of the world community in uh, the maximum. If you have the opportunity, please support Ukraine on any social media networks. Uh, demand the most severe financial sanctions against Russia from your government. The biggest and strongest sanctions should impact Russia. The government is slow, but it is possible. It is impossible to delay in this case. If Ukraine cannot hold out in this fight, then there is a high probability that Europe will be the next victim of Russian soldiers. Pray for Ukraine. Sincerely, Rig Expert. Uh, team and this is a product that i i use let me uh let me bring it in i'll show it to you and it's my front line pardon the pun um in my antenna analyzer and i love it 
It's a great product, and I'm wishing the best for those people. Steve also uses it. Um, so thank you for letting me indulge. That came to email uh, through Michael, uh, KB9VBR. Uh, you know him from his antenna company and his YouTube channel. Uh, he shared that with me. So I'm just passing that along because they're going to be having some struggles there. Um, it's not looking good this weekend, and we'll have to see how things play out. I know it's political, but wartime is is war and it's awful and it's the absolute worst for citizens and so i'm thinking of them i will give steve any time he needs if he wants to say anything adam here as well who's uh, flown in missions and 500 hours combat uh in these things and it's it can't be easy for the people and for the people of russia because this is a political uh move uh, not everybody in russia is bad and there's a big russian amateur radio community so it's a tricky, tricky one here, Steve. Uh, war sucks. That's yeah. all I'll say. It sucks worse than moving. Uh, and and I'm, I'm trying to keep it light here, but war is just uh, the worst. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And it's unfortunate that it's gotten to this. And uh, we wish the best for everyone, everyone involved because uh, there's not a good outcome out of all this. Adam, you've been. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put you in a strange situation, but I know you've flown in wartime. And what's that feeling like? What's it feel like uh, for a man whose job it is to work in wartime? Well, I'd say the the one important thing is that we're all human, and it's hard to ignore when you're face to face with it, the human aspect of it. Um, and uh, I don't think anybody who's ever been in that situation has ever uh, come back with a feeling of uh, joy. Uh, there really is none of that. Uh, there's some necessary things that you have to do, but it's just, it's heartbreaking uh, when uh, that's the reality. It really is. Appreciate that. And I think that's well said. There really is no winners. Of course, you go there with a mission. You know that you need to accomplish it. Uh, from an American standpoint, in your standpoint, you had a mission to do. You want to achieve that. You want to practice. You know, put that. Uh, you want to make it work and do everything that you can for your mission. But people on the ground in both of those countries are the ones that are struggling. So I don't want to uh, belabor this. But this is a company. It's a ham radio company. They make a really good antenna analyzer. If you've ordered the products, I mean, you got to pay attention to what's going on. Things are changing all the time. Not to get so heavy, but you know. It's my show. We're going to talk about whatever we want to. We talk about uh, pooping dogs, whatever. Uh, so it's just come on. It's what's going on in the world. This is the intersection of amateur radio and life, and that's what's going on in the world. There's no need to um, turn a blind eye to it. But since uh, we've got Adam here, I'm like, hey, didn't mean it. Just tied together. Here I am wearing a, a, a jacket, jacket, and all this cool stuff. But he's here to talk about the digital modes, and he understands a little bit more of this. We created a space on our Discord. Uh, we've got a small team of people there led by Adam. Questions come in, and I can't pitch them to Steve. I can't answer them. I don't know. So we've uh, developed this area in our Discord for uh, the digital mode. So conversation is happening there as a digital mode team there. And we're talking about doing some content, kind of building some... Um, you know, and it's tough because, uh, you know, I have to let Adam run this game here of trying to put together a foundation piece by piece, little bits of content that may help 
bigger people, we think it's cool that we can maybe fire an email off and help Johnny, but it, it, we may reach more people if we can put it in the podcast or we can put it up on the YouTube channel. So those things are, um, are happening here for our digital friends. Here's a bucket of worms, and I know that I'll ask the, our community here, it's in the chat, visiting with us as, as we do the show live. If you're into the digital modes, just give us like a thumbs up. Let us know. I know some people aren't. We don't want to, you know, we're not trying to cause dissension here. It's ridiculous. We let people be what they want to be. Uh, so I, what I did was I posted the question up on our Facebook group. And just to see who, who was interested. And I thought, I, asked, I told Adam, I'm like, I put this up there, man. I don't know if anybody's going to respond. And usually people were like, you know, they'll take a leak right on top of the digital stuff, you know. And I, I posted in there, and people were really kind. I got to say, I, I put the disclaimer in there. Everybody's welcome. Inflammatory comments are not, you know, because I just know that the digital modes get, you know, they, they get a little... They get they dumped get, on. They get dumped they, on, they get the They get the poop. They, you know, more than the dog poop. They they get crapped on. You've been a ham for a long time. Why? And there's been digital modes for a long time. Steve, what's the problem? Like, why can't people get it together? They, the, the ones that are crapping on it, I think just don't understand it. They, um, they're intimidated by it. They don't want to learn about it. I, and admit that they don't know about it. I, I could tell you about the technical aspect of it, the modulation scheme or this or that, but that's just the technical part. There's more to the digital modes. There's the the operating modes. And just uh, here recently, there was talk about uh, people that are brand new in the FT8 world are not operating properly. You got to be like more like a split, and uh, because you'll you'll hammer the guy, and some people are are not. Um, real kind about it and uh, not willing to elmer people they just want to be a-holes and uh so there's so there's more to the digital modes than just the technical aspects of it there's the operating aspects of it and every mode has its unique personalities and quirks and and how and i just haven't gotten into it that just on the technical side, oh yeah, that's a you know, hundred percent uh, duty cycle mode, or that's a fifty uh, percent duty cycle mode. It is using a uh, single sideband, upper sideband. We're modulating it to run you know a little bit lower power uh, and things like that. But when it comes to the to the mode itself on how to operate it, sidecar is it fell out of the sidecar. Yeah, <laughs> Adam, why do you uh, why do you dig it? Why do you like it? Well, uh, let, let me uh, start off by uh, saying thanks for the, uh, uh, the humbling introduction in the beginning. Uh, I, I have to say that NASA back in the 60s, I think, uh, taught monkeys how to fly uh, spaceships. So it kind of makes what I do a little less cool. Um, so with uh, that being said, uh, I got my license back in 2002, but didn't really do much until about 2010. Um, when I decided, hey, this is really cool. I should have been doing something with this a long time ago. So I upgraded to general and got on to uh, HF. And so I live in an HOA. Uh, that's a total uh, uh, tangent that I'm sure uh, we could talk about some other time. But what it does is it restricts uh, a little bit of what I can do with antennas. So had to be a little bit uh, uh, stealth in the backyard putting up 
uh, a vertical and uh, a couple of low-hanging wires, uh, which isn't great for getting out. So I had to do a little bit of research on what are my options. And I discovered, this is back in 2010, discovered PSK31. Um, and I figured out I've got this 90s vintage HF radio. I've got a computer, got some cables. I might be able to make this thing work. And uh, so what I discovered is with my compromised setup, really in every sense of the word, I downloaded some software. I got on PSK31, and I think my second contact was somewhere in Europe. Um, and nice. it just blew my mind. Um, and so that really got me turned on to the whole digital thing. And so I've uh, explored all kinds of things from JT65. I was an early adopter of that. Uh, the, the digital modes, what they do for me is they really allow me to get out uh, without a big tower, without an amp, uh, and really be able to work around the world. Uh, I've got, I'm big into DX. I've got somewhere around 230 uh, uh, DXCC entities worked, a little over 200 confirmed, all with 100 watts uh, and probably a wire, if not a vertical. And I'd say somewhere in 70% of those are all digital contacts. So it really opens up the world, uh, in my view. And that's why I like it. Nice. Let's go over to, uh, nice. <laughs> we'll put a, the question out just to see, uh, what other people are getting out of this. The question was the digital modes. What digital mode do you enjoy using and why? And, uh, 74 answers came back. And there was no one really giving anybody a hard time, which is great. And I think that reflects the integrity of the community and at least the initial intent of our community being inclusive. And you know what? If this isn't your bag, then that's okay. But may, and we're not trying to convert anybody, but we, uh, we're here to let you know that we're going to be working on you know, a way to service that part of the audience. Clearly, there's people there, people who need to use it. Uh, Alan says, uh, where to start? FT84. Now I'm going to say a lot of things now, Steve. I have no idea what I'm saying. I have no idea what any of this stuff is, except for Riddy, which I've heard of. Vera, Windlink, Feld, Hell, JS8 Call, uh, Whisper, Slow Scan TV, Wires X, which we actually have a 100 watts in a wire uh, digital space there. We need to talk about that at some point um, because I've forgotten all about that. And uh, the original digital mode, CW. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I put Y there because I was, I was trying to fish for why do you like it. And uh, he continues, usually it's because it takes voice out of the equation. I'm often operating late into the night, and my shack is in our bedroom. So there you go. There's another space type issue, plus he's um, letting his partner sleep at night. Lloyd says he loves CW, the original digital mode for... Digital Voice, he loves Ham Shack Hotline, D-Star, which I've played a little bit about uh, with even. A Fusion on a multi-mode digital voice bridge. Uh, he says that CW is the easiest digital mode to use. I guess, yeah, of course, if you you know, you learn the code and all that sort of stuff. Uh, let's see, Dave. I've tried many of them, and they all have their place, although FT8 is the most popular. I like it as far as seeing what propagation is like, but it's not my favorite. I tend to gravitate toward PSK and RIDI. Uh, George, see what George has to say. I use Packet Radio and Vera HF with Willing. 
I love doing PSK31, and I've tried FT8, but find FT8 rather boring to use. So a quick uh, little jab, but that's okay. He gave us some information. He's still using it. And if all the modes are so many modes, if one's not for you, that's all right. Um, let's see. George wrote a, several uh, small children's novels there underneath of that one. Going down to Mike, get right a bit there. FT8, JS8 for HF, D-Star, and YSF for 2 meters and 440. Um, he likes D-Star and YSF because he can talk around the world using less than a watt. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Ricardo, our friend Ricardo in Florida, now FT8 because of its simplicity and range with low power settings. Uh, years back, I was sick and needed something to keep me entertained. Mm-hmm. Even while I was sick, uh, this mode did. I was using RIDI PSK63 also. He's Kilo Victor for Oscar Papa. Uh, many, many here. And if you want to read through that, you know, finding your people is important in life, you know, in general. If you're into the digital modes, listening to this and do um, any social media, we're on Facebook and do a search for community question and you'll find them. I may not keep them pinned up there forever, but they will populate if you do a search for that. Uh, let's see. Tim says he's not a digital guy. He only got on uh, FT8 for reasons. He uses radio and the bands were so bad. That'll work. He used it. A lot of people did that. That's what got uh, a lot of people, like in Adam's case, uh, through the uh, solar cycle minimums. And uh, FT8 was one of those modes that allowed for that. And it was was great. Uh, Like you, I started uh, with PSK31. In fact, if you go, I dealt with Packet. Um, many years ago, back in the 90s when it first came out. and um, But what kind of got the new, newer digital modes more popular, and I think it started with PSK31, was there was free software. Everybody had computers, so now you just integrated it. And in the early days, we, we had to make interfaces. So when I got in, uh, uh, dabbled with PSK31, uh, I built my own interface to interface between the radio and the computer and then got out there and operated and kind of, I kind of got bored with it because it became pretty regiment. Everyone had a little macro set up. So there was like, this is my station. This is my QTH. This is what's going on. It was once they went through that list of macros and it's like, well, okay, so, you know, what else are you doing? What They didn't want to have a keyboard to keyboard contact. It was like next move on. And I was like, that's all. Mm. <laughs> Come on, let's use the mode for what it is. But, uh, but that was my personal experience with it. But that was back in probably when you got into it, Adam. It was uh, early two thousands when uh, PSK thirty one first came out, and now it's just more. You know, Mister Taylor's bringing out more and more modes, and uh, and that's what's cool about it is you don't have to have a lot of expensive equipment or outboard equipment to get involved in the mode it's just load a piece of software on the laptop or a desktop computer and off you go yeah and uh, one of the things that uh, i think christian said earlier is is important is though the the price of entry is really low because you probably have all of that equipment right there uh one of the pieces that's important is and, and i think this has turned some people away is 
it isn't always that easy to operate. There are some nuances. There are some some techniques and uh, tricks about doing it. And if you're not patient enough to to watch and listen and learn, uh, you might not understand why something doesn't seem to be working for you when it works for somebody else. And uh, I tend to be pretty inquisitive. And if I don't understand why something is doing what it's doing, I'll uh, dig into it until I have it figured out. And so I've been able to figure out a lot of those different things, like how to get the attention of a DX station on JT65 or FT8 when everybody is calling you. You know, there are ways to to time your call, to put it somewhere in in their receiving band pass without uh, stepping right on them. And there are different ways to try to get their attention, but you don't figure that out until after you've used it for a while. Um, so if people aren't patient, aren't really interested in getting into the nuts and bolts of how to use it, uh, it it might not hold their attention for long. Yeah. I can say I started, uh, I'm not completely void of digital. I did use, I still have it here. Um, D star. And when I first got licensed in 2012, I thought, HF is a little further down the road for me. I'm not quite ready to buy the coax. I didn't have an HF radio at the time, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I wanted to get an HT that would allow me to like at least hear what was going on in the world. It wasn't HF, it was digital. And um, D-Star really gave me that opportunity. Now, you know, and, and, you know, it did take a little bit. It's not the hardest thing to do, but, you know, when you're a newer ham, everything's kind of, tricky everything's it's it's almost built in a way to to challenge you to come on now you can figure this out you're going to have to go to this website you're going to have to sign up for this and then you're going to put that over here and then you're going to program your radio in such a way and then you're going to need this external little thing that goes into your computer it's got an antenna you can build a box if you want And, and so some people may be put off by that but i i was really interested by saving up and buying a radio that would do D-Star so I could, quote-unquote, work the world as I'm waiting to really work it on HF because that was I, that was my goal in the end. But D-Star gave that to me, and it, it took some programming, and it took some programming for the radio. But, you know, it is an interesting world, and you can submerge yourself into this stuff pretty quickly because I, I got on a, um, a D-Star kick, and if I, if I – did it again i would i would fall back for it again it's just one of those things where i don't go right to it and so a time slips away and i'm like oh, i haven't played with d-star in quite a while but that was kind of the mode uh for me uh yeah go ahead yeah it's uh you, you hit on a lot of really good things there um one of the things i'll, I'll throw out here is uh, one of the things that we're working on the digital team is uh, something to help the community sort of a, what are the differences and similarities between D-Star, Fusion, and DMR, which tend to be the three big um, digital voice modes that we see on 2 meters and 440. Um, uh, that was also on the, the uh, 2 meters 440 side. That was also my introduction was D-Star, have my little... Uh, uh, 70 centimeter D star radio. And like you said, there's some, some intricacies with how you access reflectors, but if you understand the, uh, the infrastructure about how uh, you connect, 
some of those similarities exist between those three big modes, but how you access it is a little bit different. Now, the purists might get uh, uh, upset with that's not real radio because there are computers and there are other things that are going on between one radio and another, but I'm fascinated by technology, uh, so uh, that doesn't really diminish the interest factor for me, but I'm, I'm fascinated with how we can leverage the RF piece with computers and technology and create this big network and be able to talk to people, be able to pass messages. Um, all of the functions that you have really in the palm of your hand really kind of blows my mind. Uh, and so some of the other things that, that we're working on for you are, uh, I recently, keep in mind, I am not the uh, technical guy that old sidecar Steve is. Um, so I challenged myself and I built a hotspot. Um, now, if you want to picture um, a monkey trying to pound a square peg in a round hole, that's me with manipulating electronic equipment. Um, I'll cut to the chase. I actually was successful, and it works, and I use it. Um, and so uh, our point there is to not be intimidated by some of those things, and it's really neat to see when you build something, when you put it together, you get so much more of an understanding of how it works. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I got frustrated a little bit with, with the setup once it was connected and, and configuring it and hooking it to Wi-Fi and that sort of thing. But again, as, as you encounter troubles and you work through them, you learn so much. And uh, I think that's a huge benefit of it. So these are some of the things that uh, we're going to be working on for you and for the community that hopefully will be uh, really useful and, and folks will enjoy that kind of thing. Let's go over and look again. Oops, I do. Oops, I do. Let me pull back up here. <laughs> trying to get you guys the um, some of the links. Going back over to our question on Facebook and just seeing some of that, we see uh, Eric mentions D-Star. He gravita uh, gravitated to it. Uh, easier than he did to Fusion, so he was looking for a different way to get started quicker, I guess. Uh, Riddy uh, is brought up by Daniel. Butch says he's starting in 91 on SSB, operated mostly that with a little CW, until the year QST did an article on PSK31. He decided to give it a try, and he liked it. Uh, David on HF, I like only keyboard mode, S, oh, modes, like uh, PSK31, Olivia, which I've never heard of before, uh, Riddy, and he enjoys the interaction that can occur. Jamie, Fusion, because it sounds better, and I can send pics to buddies um, that have the same gear, FT8, uh, to get awesome DX with my 100 watts and a wire, and Riddy, because it's just plain cool. Started with D-Star, but uh, it is dead and dying fast. That's an interesting perspective. I don't know that that's true, but uh, it could be. I, I need to probably dip back into it a little bit. Is any signs that uh, what happens to the digital modes when they start to fade off? They just keep regenerating new ones. Some of them have, I guess a better way to phrase this is, have digital modes died and become useless? People have abandoned them. I don't I think, think so. so. I think they've they've evolved. Um, 
you know, you don't hear a lot about JT65 or JT9, but there are still some fanatic followers and you can still find people uh, working those modes. Um, I think that uh, as with anything, it's kind of cyclical. Something new will come out and grab everyone's attention, but uh, some of the long haul modes, and when I say long haul, I mean uh, over a period of time, things that have stuck around like Riddy, uh, will never go away. People will always go back to those. Uh, PSK 31, uh, I've seen that there's still a, a religious following there, and there's uh, always somebody to be found on that mode. So uh, I think some of the ones, uh, some of the faddish ones uh, may sort of peak and go away. But overall, uh, I think everybody seems to find something that really works and, and you'll always find small communities of folks that really stick with those modes. Okay, cool. Yeah, and the modes that you like, I mean, you finally, you get a niche and you kind of just say, this is what I like and away you go. And uh, so it, it's, it's good. This would be the point of the show where I want to encourage you, if you're digital, you're new ham, you're interested in digital, you're interested in everything, and you're still trying to figure out where your people are and what modes and what kind of operating you enjoy, and we all go through that process, and I think we all evolve as things go, and we different things interest us, I would uh, invite you to check out our Discord channel. It's a, it's a modest uh, group there, and we have some activity there where you can ask questions. It's a, probably the best way to get to the digital team is to just ask your questions uh, in there in that digital mode channel. That way we can kind of collect them, bring them back, bring Adam back to talk about that, think about ways to create content to teach a broader audience of people so we're not just directly pointing out one uh, person. So it's an invitation to join us on Discord if you uh, would like to do that. And in the meantime, we'll work on creating some very fundamental uh, bricks uh, as to build on in our digital mode. So we'll add this to our segment, and we'll that's the way we'll do it. How's that sound? Yeah, we need to kind of find get a, a feel from the community. It's like, what digital modes do you really want to know about? So, and I would say let's break it down to maybe mo digital modes for the technicians, and then the digital modes for the generals. So let's leave it at where dmr d star fusion and those are more a vhf uhf mode versus fta olivia uh, jt65 js8 call and and whisper that's the mode i want to start playing with a little bit personally and uh actually i, I have a note on my uh to-do list uh a segment that i think for for christian would be best uh, titled Whisper to Me, because um, I think that, that, that speaks to him. Um, but yeah, the Whisper is... <laughs> wow, gosh, I thought we were going to get through the show without any calls from HR, but I don't know. Uh, and I'm not going I've, into I've HR, yay! Just joined us, and here he goes. Whisper well, to me, uh, girl. There you go. See, I, yeah. I knew that would, that would just catch communicate every... with you. Um, but uh, yeah, being able to uh, analyze propagation and and mm -hmm. your ability to get out with antennas, whisper is really really good for that. So yeah, we've got a, a whole smorgasbord of things that that we want to get to and we want to uh, appeal to the entire range. But like you said, um, uh, working on some of the basics, uh, 
uh, initially and, and uh, being able to get everybody who's interested into some of these really neat things uh, is our ultimate goal. Yeah, so yes. Discord has two options for you. If you're a digital master, a Yoda, a guru, or whatever it is, um, you can join the digital mode team. There's a digital team that's gathered together with Adam. Again, this is uh, his his neighborhood in the 100 Watts of Wire community. So you can join him over there, and you can ask your questions and, and just talk about digital in the digital mode section. But it's all being kind of funneled through Discord, although we do great stuff on Facebook. It's a little harder. Uh-oh, did I freeze? I froze up. Uh-oh. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, there, there, there oh, you are. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'll take this off. I knew it was going to be a problem. HR. Hey, I, just, oh, I can't win. I'll just try to take it off. All right, so uh, check us out on Discord over there, and uh, we'll get you set up, and we'll... Uh, continue our conversation about the digital modes adam thanks for coming thanks for your service to the country thanks for your friendship really appreciate Absolutely. you thanks for having me i, I know i bring oh, the rent of the community down when i show up but hey uh you left the door unlocked so I yeah i gotta locked. leave the key under the door i mean look hey one more we can't you know i got steve i think you actually elevated the the level you know yes, you did he checks off so many boxes it's like if I could tell everything about you, then see that would be the thing. But I can't. I can't tell. He's a, he's a private guy, and he's uh, in the military, still active. But as soon as you retire, we're getting into all these stories, <laughs> all that stuff. We're going to. We're going to the dark side. Going to the dark side. Uh, that's thanks right. for thanks for coming, brother. Best to you and your family. Is that where your son's going to school? Is your kid that going? Is, to... That is. Uh, I'm an Aggie dad. That's for sure. Congratulations, nice. man. All right, brother. Take care of yourself. You. All right. Let me. Uh, Thanks, Adam. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the 100 watt IDs while we've got a minute to do so. Uh, you can go to 100 watts and a wire on, let's see. Well, well, it's on the internet. Let's put it on there. Let's get it, get it there for you. 100 watts and a wire.com. You can listen to all the latest episodes. We've got uh, the 40-meter Isotron antenna review has now been posted this week. It's very interesting. The 30-day review is a peer review system, which you can participate in if you have your 100-watt ID. It's easy to get. Over 5,000 of them have been issued. You go to the website, click on 100-watt ID. Very simple, basic information. Heck, we even got a position there to uh to teach you how to find it if you've lost it and then you can see the community here that's got 100 watt ids then you simply go over to the 30 days tab if you want to be a reviewer what happens with the reviews is the show buys the gear ham adjacent gear ham radio gear we send it to you for 30 days you beat it up come on the show and talk about it and um you get to keep it you can keep it. We just want to put together an honest review system so people uh, in our community will have uh, good ways of spending their money. We are not trying to spend your money for you, but that's how you get yourself a 100-watt ID. All right, back here in the studio with steve How about that? We've got a brain. Somebody with a brain has oh, finally yeah. come to help us. We've got Gummy and, Bitch. And who, elevate uh, us. We got Gummy this guy departed. He, he what happened? Out. He didn't even give me a chance to fire him. 
He just, just he's just out. <laughs> he finds a bag of gummies and uh, he's uh, can't find them anymore. The hell, the hell with you guys. I was I got thinking my gummies and I'm yeah. He just he didn't want to share. Initially, That's I was just thinking, to. you know, he's got a head full of hair. We need that. And that was like all uh-huh. the prerequisite at all. You see the guys who come here, we think about stuff, and it just burns our hair right off. Another bald <laughs> guy I got to bring in here. But, uh, you know, at, uh, GB, GB is missing. We are starting to, to get a little worried about him. Anyhow, if you've got a question for us, put a cue in front of it, drop it in here. Our podcast listeners are invited to join us every Saturday morning. At least at this point, this is a really good time to uh, join us for the live uh, broadcast. We record it, stream it out there, bring our friends in here into the chat, and let your voice be heard here as we engage. Some questions have come in through the form. Uh, some others have been coming in different ways. So we've, let's get into our questions uh, for today, Steve. All right, you ready for this? Now, Steve does not let me show him. We can't, you know, so this is why a whole digital team was necessary. These questions come up and I can't, can't. How do you do Whisper? And a shrug. And then it's like, next question. So we had to bring some people in. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. (laughs) I'll get back to you. (laughs) We do look them up when we can't, you know, but hopefully we we can answer some questions here uh, quicker than that. Because nothing is worse than, uh, hold on a second. Lick the finger and says here let's just go to the manual you know it doesn't make for good listening all right let's take a look at our first question for this week would you what would you add for traps to make a multi-n-fed antenna that's too many feds in this one let me see if i can start over again (laughs) what would you add for traps to make a multi-n-fed half wave antenna looking for 10 through 80s. It's a Kilo Echo 5 Alpha Delta X-Ray. I haven't thought about traps for an in-fed antenna. I mean, uh, loading coils? Yeah, because that would effectively lengthen the antenna to give you, you know, lower bands. But uh, to add a trap, I, I... I don't see that because a trap basically is is a just a roadblock to a uh, to a particular frequency. So, if you put in a say a ten meter trap on your end fed that is uh, half wave end fed, for example, that's cut for eighty meters, the antenna is just going to look like a a half wave for um, <coughs> excuse me um, a half wave for uh, 10 meters and i would just utilize the whole length it will still uh tune but uh i personally don't see the need for a trap but a coil a loading coil which i've seen people add that effectively lengthens the antenna not shortens it like traps do okay there you go Okay, dokie, let's move on. We got another question. I want to get over to our form. We also have a form that we drop out so people can ask questions before um, the show begins. If you're here live, you can put a cue in front of it, and we will pull those. Usually, they're pulled by Scotty, who now has the nickname of GB. Uh, that stands for Gummy Bitch, and I can't wait to have <laughs> Pastor Joe meet Gummy Bitch. Oh, it's 
proper oh, heads. Well, first he's going to have to consult with us and, you know, say, hey, that's not nice. And I, I know I'm going to HR again, so, hey, I don't care. You know, this all started with, you know, I can't, I shouldn't get into it. I shouldn't get into it. Let's take a question, a quick follow-up from Ben. He's Kilo X-Ray 4 Tango Quebec from our chat room live here during the recording of our podcast. What's the difference between a trap and a loading coil? A loading coil essentially electrically lengthens the antenna. So um, you can, you'll physically have a shorter antenna, but then uh, with a loading coil, it can electrically, as far as the radio sees it, as a longer antenna. A trap is, like I said, it's basically a just kind of like a stop sign for the uh, for the RF. Uh, the simplest way to to view it is you see traps on a uh, multi-band uh, beam where you have these little oh, cylinders that are on on the antenna. Uh, element so the the element is cut for 20 meters for a tri-bander and then you have a trap that's tuned for 15 and another trap tuned for 10 and what that does is basically makes the antenna look like it's uh, a half wave for 10 meters 15 meters and then the full length for uh, for uh, 20 meters because uh, the trap is tuned for a particular band where the loading coil is just makes the short antenna look longer. Okay. Got it. Uh, Spike, I got your question about talking about uh, EMT, uh, protecting your gears from, what is it, EMP, EMP uh, type stuff? Or is it EMT? What am I getting confused with here? EMP. EMP. So we will talk mm -hmm. about that for sure. We'll bring that up and talk about ways to protect your gear and that sort of stuff. Uh, going to the form that was stopped, uh, that was posted earlier pre-show. So we'll do a little bit of a mix here if you are here live. Cue in front of the question. We'll grab you in real time. Uh, this one from Dan, November 1, Zulu Tango Tango. Dan asked, noise. Is it normal to hear a lot of noise or static on 80, 40, and 20 meters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, so... <clears throat> there's noise are kind of a couple of different ways you're gonna your radio is going to generate noise internally just by the mere fact of the amp the preamplifiers the amplifying stages within the radio so from when you go you have a an rf stage that amplifies the signal then it goes through a mixer then it's going to go through the if section and it's gonna every amplifier or every device that amplifies has inherent noise it uh they can we can get it down to the really low low noise floor but then the costs go up so there's kind of this uh this point of cost versus benefit and uh so so you have that so internal and how you find out how much noise your radio um generates internally is just disconnect the antenna and then you'll hear some noise the other noise is external to uh, the radio itself it's going to be noise that's generated by it could be switching power supplies the ac power lines in your neighborhood any other devices um in the in the atmosphere you know around you the in the environment there's that that, that's man-made noise. Then we have natural noise, which the sun is generating noise 
just by the mere fact that of the few of the fusion that the sun is doing it's going to generate some noise so you kind of lump all that together and uh and that's what we have it and then noise is you know our radios i mean we're, the noise floor is more concentrated towards the lower end but um and that's where we we see it more on you know 160 80 40 meters and 20s kind of that uh you know that boundary that i found that uh and above 20 it uh, the noise is a lot less because most of our noise generation of man made so that's the qrm which means man made noise is kind of down lower and uh, our natural noise which is qrn is also down lower not saying that it doesn't occur at um higher frequencies but it's tends to be more towards the low end so uh so we kind of got like three things going against us and uh our radios natural and man-made noise and hence you get on 80 meters and holy crap it's s5 f7 noise floor I'm, uh, I don't know if this is like a Top Gun. I feel like uh, I'm doing kind of having a cruise for our listeners. A I'm a, moment or... I'm dressed, you know, like a, a pilot in the Air Force, and I feel empowered to give like a thumbs up, like a real sturdy, quick one. You know, like you a, I, I really mean it. I don't know. I think the saluting is I, like that's. I mean, I would love to, but I feel I can't be an imposter there. Another question coming off the forum. We use the forum during the week and before the show starts, that kind of thing. If you are in the chat, use a cue in front of your question. I see one in there. I'll get to in just a second without the cue. Uh, we'll have demerits for you for not using the cue. But, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Let's see. Lloyd, uh, this could be actually one for Adam. I could pass on to Adam. But he's asking uh, with regards to a digital voice type gathering. Uh, so that's kind of more Steve. Steve is our net control manager. He kind of handles that stuff. Uh, would you like a weekly digital voice gathering of the willing on sunflowersystem.com? I, I don't know what that is, but as long as um, uh, things are... the Kansas, uh, Kansas State uh, linked repeater system. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I'm totally all for it as long as uh, whatever information is being put out there in our name is, is uh, you know, of our name and uh, what the integrity of what we do is. I'm cool with that. I guess we talked to Steve. It sounds like it's digital, so maybe it's a Steve and an Adam question there. But I'm cool with it as long as it's uh, something. Make something. it so, number one. So we'll get it done. All right. If you want to do that, Lloyd, KC5FM, uh, we got your Lloyd. email. We can talk to you about that. Seems easy. Yeah, you you brought it up. You're in charge now. Make it so. Is that me? Oh, no, no. At, at Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd, Lloyd. Okay, make it so. Lloyd, make it so. Thumbs up. Big thumbs up. <laughs> uh, there was a question here. Again, I'm looking for those cues. Uh, oh, a Kilo Echo Zero United November Victor Tom asked, do you put the coil at the fed end or the far end? Do you put the I've coil both. at the fed end I, or for the far end? For feds, uh, I've seen them, people put them at the end and uh, uh, on the far end. And then um, uh, as far as on the 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 feed end which uh a lot of antennas have that uh, you look at your uh five eighths wave 
uh, well, that's more of matching network is the, or they refer to them as a loading coil on a five eighths wave, two meter antenna. But typically that's just a matching network because the antenna is already five eighths wave in length. So, but for loading coils, um, on end fed antennas, I've seen guys put them on the ends. There's nothing saying that you can't put it on the, uh, closer to the feed end. It, uh, uh, give it a try. See what happens. Back to our uh, questions here from our friend Paul, WD9GCO. This one came from Facebook. Suggestions for an inexpensive antenna that works well for portable operations. For our members of the chat here, go ahead and put your suggestions in there. We'll share those as well. So again, suggestions for an inexpensive antenna that works well for portable operations. This one we'd have to mine down just a little bit because... Not all portable operations have space. So you're dealing with some space issues sometimes. But let's say, for instance... He's, he's just he's just asking about the antenna. So Okay, so we're just talking about antenna? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead quickly and just say I like a link dipole. I kind of fell in love with those somewhere in 2020. And that's my go-to right there. And that's a real dipole because you're cutting the length to 80 or 40 or 20 or 15, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And when you link them together, they become a true connected monoband dipole for each one you cut. So that's uh, what I would suggest. What says you, Steve-O? Same thing. Dipole. Dipole. There you go. So monoband dipole is awfully sexy out there, portable in the field. Now, if you're talking about vertical, go ahead, because why? Well, it, depending on the, your radio, so um, now, you know, the newer radios are, all have built-in tuners and things like that. But if you're bringing out an old radio that's uh, uh, 20, 30 years old, they don't have built-in tuners. So you don't, then that's another device you got to bring along, an external tuner. You don't need that with a resonant dipole antenna. It's just you tune True. the antenna and away you go. So it's one less piece of gear you got to pack with you so but it all depends on what you're bringing so mm-hmm. but to me dipole's the way to go just hear that you hear that you can hear it in our, our <laughs> podcast audience. whenever you hear that movement that's my quick snappity thumbs up it's my uh oh boy i can't even pull it off that's a shame I, you can dress the boy up but you know Anyhow, let's uh, yeah. we got time. Well, let's do one more question here. I'd like to operate 80 meters through 10 meters. Any suggestions on an all-band dipole that I could get up fairly quickly? Ugh. <sighs> there is no all-band dipole. Dipoles are pretty much, you know, resonant for the frequency they're cut. So the only thing I can think of is... Um, uh, a fan dipole, which is a bunch of dipoles that are spaced apart um, with spacers, and it, uh, you have all the wires there in single feed. Another option is what's called a maypole, and it's uh, basically the same thing. You just have a, uh, you're putting up a bunch of inverted V's, but instead of all made into a, a dipole or you know having spacers. You just kind of have, okay, my 80-meter legs are going north-south. My 40-meter legs are going east-west. My 20-meter legs are kind of split in between those. My um, my 10-meter legs are going here. So, I mean, you could – and basically, it's just one big maypole. And uh, 
So that's another option that you can go through. But uh, as far as a single set of wires or whatever, the off-center-fed dipole, uh, the 80-meter lengths will be about 135 feet, uh, pretty much covers all the bands. And uh, uh, if there's a, a the 40-meter off-center-fed dipole doesn't do 15 very well. So if you, if you want one antenna, to cover pretty much all the bands, the 80 meter off center fed is pretty much your your go to. All right, there you go. Quickie snappy <laughs> thumbs up right there. Well, thank you all for your questions. I put the form in the chat. So uh, while we're apart, which won't be very long, I hear there's a 160 contest going on for single sideband this weekend. Steve, we got to jump on that. I think we need to um, yeah. find a time to stream in the evening because you and I both now are. We have 160. We could kind of search and pounce and give it out. And we're, and uh, I know that didn't come out right. <laughs> <laughs> search and pounce and give it out. That is not how that give was it intended it out. <laughs> to uh, go. But I'm thinking of doing a live stream later on, maybe um, just to make some contacts on 160. And I approach 160 in a different way during a contest. I'll try to work different states instead of... Um, points i give them the points of course and give them the exchange but for me i don't even work the same state over i'm just testing that antenna so maybe we'll meet again on uh, try 160 depending on what our family's got going on today tomorrow on sundays of course seven o'clock central time live stream and um, that's really fun we get together and we get to watch the guys we got relays across the country and uh, we get to see Uncle Paul and his nuts, and he does all this stuff on the... <clears throat> yeah, Uncle Paul's nuts, it's a product. I think he sells them in the, by the jar. <laughs> no, he keeps them in the jar. Yes, that, that's it. Uh -huh. But people like to that's see it. his mustache, his perfectly combed hair, that sort of thing. So you can join us, check in to the 100 Watts Sunday evening at 7 o'clock Central Time. What did we miss, Steve? we miss anything? I think we got yeah, it we all. We just missed Gummy Bitch. That was about it. Gummy Bitch. I mean, you know, this, you know, you can't give yourself your own nickname. We know that he's on drugs, number one. <laughs> <laughs> number two, he missed, he missed an appointment. There probably will be some HR mandatory drug tests, which, uh, you know. And uh, you missed the live show. You're, uh, you're, a, you're a bitch. So uh, Gummy Bitch here, here, is a GB for sure. Here's a little cup. Here's a little Depends cup. Go it's, fill it's, it up. We, we don't, don't even. Go we don't fill even. it up. And just, <laughs> just go. And, uh, see, it goes downhill. About 57 minutes oh, yeah. into the show, really? it goes right to the toilet. But uh, yeah, just oh, yeah. just piss in the toilet. We know you're on drugs. We we just tell HR. We know. Okay. We know. We don't have to test him. Oh no! Here he is. Pastor Joe says I can still hear you. <laughs> well, damn. Well, there you go. Thank you all so much. Appreciate hanging out with you. Look for us because we could jump on 160. And if we do, uh, Steve and I may do some sort of. And we, we get on the air and have some fun. We may just go up and down the dial, let each other know where we're headed, try to work a station here wherever we can go and see what we can do. Not everybody can do 160, and this contest in particular is one that I really enjoy for testing that antenna. It's such a pain mm -hmm. uh, to keep it up in the air all year round, to do the maintenance on it, but oh, yeah. this is benefit time. This is the time where we can see, is it worth it? How's it doing? 
Yeah, How's is propagation? It, is it worth it putting dealing with that big ass antenna? And it truly is a big ass antenna. Nothing wrong with big asses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta go. I gotta go. We will see you tomorrow. We will see you uh, late, maybe even later today. Thank you to our podcast audience. Remember, every Saturday morning we're live, so you can come by and be with us uh, in the chat and uh, get your voice heard here as well. 73 for now, friends. Uh, by all means, if you can, what you want to do is to please try and stay above the noise. 73, Steve. 73, Christian, and thank you, everyone, for watching. And we'll leave you with one of those. Give it to him, Steve. There you go. Yeah, get it in there. That's the wrong finger. It's the wrong (laughs) finger. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.